Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Chris Evans here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's podcast of The Best of the Breakfast Show with Sky from Virgin Radio. Coming up, Matt Lucas chats about his brand new show, Reasons to be Cheerful, on Channel 4. Anton Dubeck teaches us the magic of dance with his brand new lockdown YouTube series, Elevensies with Anton. Crafting superstar Kirsty Olsop tells us about her brand new show, Keep Crafting and Carry On. Richard Maidley talks about returning to the telly with Judy for their first show together for ages, Keep Reading and Carry On. Plus, superstar actor Joe Cole and so much more all on the way. Dapper day, baby, to you. From the confines of his own home, he sent the country balmy with his baked potato. And with the help of some lockdown celebrity pals, his new show, Reasons to be Cheerful with Matt Lucas, arrives on Sunday to keep us smiling. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man that's got Britain smitten. It's Matt Lucas. <laughs> Good morning, Matt. Good morning. How are you? Great. Did you, were you aware you had Britain smitten? Uh, little, little Britain smitten. Right. Reasons to be Cheerful with Matt Lucas, Channel 4. Yes. Um, 7.30pm, uh, 26th of April. That is this... This Sunday, it kicks off. What's going on, Matthew? So what it is, is uh, a show made entirely in lockdown, uh, which it makes a change from watching repeats, doesn't it? Uh, It's on (laughs) Channel 4. And um, we send a drone around the country visiting people and just seeing what they're up to. And it's a mixture of celebrities and also uh, viewers um, sending in their stuff, what they're up to. So uh, some of it's famous viral clips, but we go and then meet the people who made the clips. And um, it's really sweet and charming, actually. And, and the whole thing is that in spite of everything that's going on, people are still finding a way to be cheerful and resourceful and have fun. And so we just check in and, and catch up with lots of people. We start off with Ronan Keating and his lovely son, Cooper doing exercises in their garden, well, and it's ever so sweet. Episode one sounds fantastic. So this is Sunday, half past seven. Harry Hill, uh, Ronan Keating, yeah. Susie Ruffle, Krishnan Guru Murthy, Basil Brush, <laughs> yes. uh, Roman Kemp, uh, Jamie Lang and Judy uh, Love to get involved with fun activities. And that's just for starters. So is it, is it a daily show? Is it a weekly show? So it's going to be, uh, the plan is to do it every Sunday for the next six weeks. Brilliant. And um, it's actually uh, uh, devised by Harry Hill, and um, and he's helps with the script and everything like that. He writes the script and is one of the producers. So um, it's slightly that you've been framed vibe, actually. But it's really sweet. And then I've set up this tiny little um, a voice booth in my bedroom, which is a bit like a, a bird table, actually. And I'm recording all the voiceovers in there. And also, if you like the baked potato song, I've I've done a Dennis Waterman. I've written and sung the theme tune <laughs> to the show. So there's a, there's a new little earworm that oh. I'm uh, singing, I'm afraid. Has the you baked better po- run, run that, to the hills. Has the baked potato made it, made it across the Atlantic yet? Well, funnily enough, I do these duets on Twitter and there's a couple of um, high-profile American people who've heard the song who, who, who are up for doing some duets. So you never know. It's uh, Who knows where it'll end up? I mean, it's a 20-year-old song. I, I never dreamed that it would uh, have this new lease of life. 
Or so you, who knows? I think you've got to get James Corden, who's here at the moment, isn't he? Because he's, he's here, self-isolated with his family. You've got to get James Corden's um, direct dial uh, phone book and uh, car karaoke. You've got to get that all that going on. All that's got to happen. I would love to. I would love to do a, uh, to do a duet with James, yeah. Oh, you, you know do... who I really want to do a duet with? Tell you me. know who my dream person Beyond, Beyonce. Prince Charles. Oh, Prince Charles. Prince Charles. Well, yeah, t- because I'd love to hear him say, thank you, baked potato. Right. It would be great. Okay, well... Um, do you have an in? No, I have nothing. A, I have an in. I have a big in there. I'm going to make that call for you after the show. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah, I mean, we, what we need to do is we need to make it easier, uh, as easy as possible for it to happen for him. So how 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 much, what do we want? Do we want, um, thank you, big potato. Do we, just that, would that be? That's do? all we need. Okay. That's all we need, yes. He doesn't even have to sing it. He just has to say it. Yeah, and then he just... It's so nice. If you get him, then you get the world, don't you? Because that goes massively viral. Then you just get the world. I think. I think if you if you actually get Prince Charles, you don't really need to do any more. Well, after that, I, t- I take I take Stevie Wonder. I would take Madonna. I wouldn't throw those out of bed, would you? I would. I would. Uh, well, yeah, that'd be amazing <laughs> if if they fancied doing it. Amazing. I mean, I mean, not, it's not hugely likely, but I'm not. I'm, hey, uh, I'll, um, I'll, I'll. Why not? Why not? Let's reach for the stars. Matt, I will not, I would not, even, even on my craziest day, bet against that. I really wouldn't bet against that happening. Well, bless you. Thank you. Thank no, you. No so how are you doing anyway? No, we're doing, we're doing, look, we are so fortunate. We are, we are as lucky as you can be in this situation. We get to come to work. We get to carry on doing the job we love. Um, we have been affected a bit, you know, from a homeschooling point of view and, and you know, various, various restrictions like everybody else. But we, I, I don't you get, could get any luckier than, than we are, you know, in this period of lockdown. And do you know what, Matt? The best thing is we feel slightly useful for once in our lives. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? I, 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 I use that word as well recently because um, usually I'm just at home eating crisps, but now I'm at home <laughs> eating crisps, but also helping feed NHS. And actually, we should we should say, you know, that's what, what all this is for. So so uh, and now, you know, I came I came onto the show what three, maybe three weeks ago, four yep. weeks ago yep, yep. to talk about feed NHS yep. and feed NHS. We deliver hot, nutritious meals for free. To, uh, to critical care staff in NHS hospitals. And when I came on to talk to you, yeah. it was two hospitals in London that we had started at. And now we're at, at uh, 68 hospitals across the country serving 25,000 meals a day. So I want to thank everybody who has donated to Feed NHS. And you can still find our Just Giving page or you can go to feednhs.com or, or thankyoubakedpotato.com and you can still donate if you'd like to because it is making a, a huge difference so i have to pay tribute to all of the people who on that whole supply chain who are making that happen and uh, to everybody thank everyone who's been donating well incredible stories um, and breaking through still breaking through week five of lockdown day 32 of lockdown who knows what's going to happen but we are better together uh, keep doing the right things all of us keep doing the right thing and one day uh, the right thing will just pop up and it will happen now we'll talk let's talk about captain tom it's his birthday next thursday he's 100 years old um thank you baked potato thank you captain tom will that be will that version be making its way to captain tom's house next thursday do you think who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I should send him a potato in the post. That would be really nice. <laughs> potato, him, wouldn't it? <laughs> a birthday potato. Uh, right, Can I just say one thing? Go on, off Can you I go. say one thing? You, you know that garden? That, that's a big old... He runs around the house. That is quite a distance. It looks like 
Is that his house? It looks huge. It's his daughter's house, and they're doing quite well for themselves. Oh. And they make no secrets of it. They've got a very successful business, which uh, is located next door to their house. Uh, but no, I mean, it is, it, it is, you know, it's already impressive. And then you see the garden, especially from a drone shot, yeah. and you think, no, that's 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 pretty much up there. That that would do it. Um, Matt, it's great to talk to you again. You can come on the show whenever you like. You're a pure joy. You're a force for good. We love you. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. If you want to perfect a Paso Doble or refine your rumba, then That's our next guest has just the thing. Uh-huh. Elevens is with Anton streams live on his YouTube channel daily at 11am, so you can learn to boogie from the best. It's Cha-Cha Tuesday, so please go wild <laughs> for the one and only Anton de Beck. Good morning, Anton! <laughs> Cha-cha I Tuesday. love Cha Cha Tuesday. Come on, I love that Cha Cha Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, it's actually going to be Charleston Tuesday, if I'm honest. Well, let's we'll take that. Too. We'll take that Cha Cha Charleston Tuesday. We'll take that. So, how, how many have you done? How's it going? It's going really, really well. I'm loving every second of it. I can't be honest with you. I, I've been doing it. I don't know for a couple of weeks now. Maybe maybe three weeks now actually. And it's interactive, which is the thing I love most about it. So, people are online and uh, the questions are coming. Yesterday, I did a Q and A session on it. So, anybody who had any sort of dancing questions they want to ask me or you said you ask me anything you like we're just having we're just sort of all together in a big room really just enjoying ourselves having a bit of a dance and so uh and it, yes it was great it was all the questions from different dances different bits of stuff people wanted to know and learn and i went over all that yesterday today we're going to go over charleston and um and all i'm doing really is i'm sort of starting off with just the beginnings of of all the dances and then we're just going to build them up nothing too dramatic uh not we don't need a lot of space you sort of just roll up the rug and away you go right well you say roll up the rug and um, because you have a, a similar situation <clears throat> living room clearance of furniture situation to joe wicks going on i presume it's your living room yeah lovely curtains yeah. fantastic bay window and uh, highly polished floorboards yeah curtains. perfect it's well, like, the curtains are an absolute beauty it's like you knew this was going to happen one day <laughs> yeah <laughs> i could foresee the future I'm that guy. But it, it's actually the, um, if I was to turn the camera around the other way, uh-huh. that's, uh, you'd see everything piled up against that far <laughs> wall. And, <laughs> and someone got myself a bit of space there. Oh, dear. And, um, and it's just, and it's, and, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying doing it because it's something I haven't really done mm. for, for about 100 years is, do this sort of thing where, you know, before, of course, we'd all be in a big hall or big ballroom and we'd be doing it together. But now yeah. doing it like this sort of takes me back a little bit, really. And I'm loving it. But I'm, the thing I love the most, really, is the interactive part, is people are online, there's live chat going on. Yeah. And even before I arrive, uh, 11 or before I arrive at 11 o'clock, so dramatic. Um, <laughs> from, the, from the hallway, from the, from the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Before I arrive from the kitchen. Um as I make my entrance down the stairs, they, uh, they're already, everybody's sort of chatting online already. Yeah. And it's just the best, and I love it. I think it's just the best thing. I do that at 11 and at three o'clock, I do a workout uh, class, which is called Fit at 50. And um, again, exactly the same thing. Roll up the rug and away we go. It's amazing. Okay, do, do you get any help rolling up the rug? No, I've got, well, my, my, everything I roll up, my two little uh, gorgeous children, the three-year-olds, come and put it all back. So it's not massively helpful. So every time I roll something out of the way, it comes straight the way back. But it's it's just, I mean, that's that. It's a very difficult time this lockdown for everybody, and everybody's got their own circumstance that they're they're struggling with. Um, but if there's a sort of a small, you know, 
ray of light. Yes. It's that I'm getting to spend all this wonderful time with the three, with the, the twins and, and Hannah and, and we're just having a wonderful time together. I mean, as long as it doesn't go on too much longer, we all get evicted, but it's going to be, it's a lovely time to, to see them grow and develop. And what we're doing the stuff online as well, I'm just having a bit, I'm, I'm sort of enjoying myself, really. Yeah, and you talk about people already chattering, you know, uh, to each other before you actually start the class in the morning mm. and then the interaction. And it's because people have more time and they're having they're having chats like we used to, you know, at the, at the end of the Garden Gate. Exactly. It's ex- do you know, and it's exactly that. It's exactly... People are... I mean, I've, for example, there's one gentleman, Lee, he, he, he lives in Scottsdale in Arizona. Yeah. And he follows me from over there. So he follows the... the the afternoon fitness class and it's amazing they're, 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 all these people are talking to each other uh, as though you know they're at, in the garden over the garden fence just having a chat and it's and I think it's really important at this time because the one thing we don't want to do with the isolation is become isolated yeah. and I th- as long as we can keep uh, talking to people can I mean the, the expression keep connected I mean it's a bit of a terrible expression but it the but it sentiment works, is absolutely right yeah works. but the sentiment's absolutely yeah, right yeah. and and for me things like this this interactive um dance class and the fitness uh session there are perfect really because we're all in the same room doing the same thing and then you just you start to talk to each other and then you get common interest and it's, it's wonderful and I'm, and I'm really thrilled because of it and as always, you know, you're so well turned out. It gives you a reason to get up in the morning. Um, you know, uh, the three S's, the old, uh, you know what, uh, the shave and the shower. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. It does, because you, you, you look amazing. You look, you know, you're dressed well, up to the nines as you. usual. Seriously. Well, I think, you know what they say, uh, you know, the less you do, the less you want to do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you get up and you, you do it properly. And for me, it's the the right thing to do. If I'm if I look like I can't be bothered, why would anybody else want to be, not so be bothered, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm going to do it because I... I I do it because I want to do it and I do it because I love it and I want other people to enjoy it. And as I say, the interactive thing is everything to me. I could have just done a sort of a video and then post videos, you know, but I wanted to do it live because I wanted to, I wanted it to be real. That's the most important thing for me. I wanted it to be real and I wanted, I wanted us all to be in a room together. And in my head, that's how I see it. All right. And so I'm I'm loving it. I've never been invited around to your house, but I can't wait to come now because I love the look of it. I can't wait. You Um, are more than welcome. And where do you secrete the ankle biters? How do you make sure they don't sort of get get in on the action when they're not supposed to? (laughs) Well, uh, Hannah is remarkable. Yeah. And she walks them around the garden and takes them upstairs. And they, they, 11 o'clock is when we go and water the garden. Yeah. The children, anyway. Okay. <laughs> know what you mean. All right, Anton. So where do people find this? 11 with Anton, 11 a.m. daily on Anton Debeck TV. AntonDebeck.tv, yeah, wow. absolutely. That's amazing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, All me. right, pal. Well, listen, I'll see you on the other side or, you know, give us, a, give us a call back, a shout back whenever you want to mention something else. You're very welcome. You are an absolute delight. And look, can I tell you? Thank God for you. That's all I can say. <laughs> can you tell my wife that, please? And, <laughs> yeah, right. you, uh, stay on the line. I'll give you her email. In fact, no, I'll give you, her, no, I'll give you her phone number, Anton. Please just, just call, just say that, and then hang up very quickly, OK? It's probably best. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Give our next guest a tube of superglue, some string, some bags of pasta and some loo roll, and she will blow your mind. Channel 4's Keep Crafting and Carry On starts today. Please welcome the Queen of Craft that's fast becoming a national trend. Treasure. It's the one and only Kirsty Olsop. Good morning, Kirsty. 
Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm very well. How are you, my sweetheart? Very well, very well, thanks. You must be like the best mum in the world to have it in lockdown. Well, I don't know about that. Funny enough, the kids are in a couple of the shows. And it's very funny because they're quite wry about the whole thing. Right, so are these, fr- um, are these brand new lockdown shows or are these shows that were good to go and no, they've just no, been retitled? No, no, we, well, they're brand new lockdown shows. It was entirely, when we make the Christmas show, we have a four-month run-up of, and a team of about 30-plus on-site plus the editors. Right. Um, with this, we had a six-day run-up and a team of five. Now, the good, um, new, the good news about these kind of shows that are taking place at the moment is you find out whether you're really any good, because if you're still good uh, via Skype or Zoom, you're really good. The bad news is uh, the next time you try and get the budget signed up by Channel 4, they're going, I know. hang on, hang on no. we, can do, we can do this for £1.99. <laughs> no, everybody's been thinking that, Chris. They're like, oh, my God. But, I mean, what's really difficult is that usually with all the shows, we have a guest expert who sits next to me, and yeah. they're a bit of a guiding hand. Obviously, we didn't have that. It was me alone in a room with two cameramen at social distance and the rest of the team outside the door. And and then, you know, they were sleeping in the house. We had them all here. Everyone had to self-isolate before they came here. And then they came straight here. And then we just got on with it. Wow. And so it was... and, And I really... I mean, I do muck it up. I reckon there's a ratio of about two to three. Like, for every three crafts, I muck up two. And one is vaguely successful. So... It's really quite raw in that sense. Yeah, but we're in you know, we're in mucking it up together times. It's fine. Nobody minds the mucking up bit. In fact, if you don't muck up, nobody believes you're doing it for real at the moment. <laughs> I know you're right. So, so listen, we're there tonight. Okay, done deal. Five o'clock. We're around the telly. What what are we going to see? We're going to see well a lot of stuff, which is what they call user generated content. This is the stuff that we have been doing as a nation in lockdown. Right. So that's fantastic. You know, there's all sorts of crafts going on. We've got a hashtag, uh, uh, keep crafting, carry on. And people have been just sending in the most amazing things. They've been making crocheted little nurses and doctors and rainbows for the NHS. They've been doing all sorts. So that's, I mean, the really good thing is it's very humbling because you see how good we are as a nation of crafters. Uh, as a family, what have you been up to? Any film clubs going on? Anything going on in the garden? Uh, Vassal's played so, ex- Extreme It in Richmond Park with his family over the weekend. We have been, because we've had all the crew here and we've all been filming together and doing everything together, we've been sort of, it's been a kind of weird experience. Yeah. Um, uh, but but they've gone now. They they all left yesterday, mm-hmm. and so now we're we're starting up with the homeschooling again. Yeah. And um, so that's today, Monday, first day. Uh, and so I think <clears throat> I think that um, I think I'm going to try and do a bit of bird watching and you know sort of spotting flowers and stuff because <laughs> I, I we went I went for a walk for the, with the kids and I said, will you name? like 10 English flowers and we got to three and I was so ashamed I wanted to, I was like oh I'm the worst parent ever so I think we're going to try and do a bit of that kind of stuff um and just kind of uh, just that kind of thing that that slips between the cracks in the normal world yeah, yeah, yeah. now you know like when I was a kid with my dad whenever we went in a car we'd always do capitals you know world capitals and he'd test us on capital cities mm-hmm. and I just thought you know what it's such a cool thing to know what the capital of every country is. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of, you know, kind of old school stuff, which um, I don't have a chance to do. 
Um, my, my, I've got a WhatsApp group with my sisters. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> um, you know, the, the sort of wryness of homeschooling is really making me laugh. You've probably got that too. Yeah, we know we've got it all going on. People passing super tips here. So, so, and some parents are really good at this now. They've really sort of found oh, yeah. their vocation in life. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so rivers, capitals, currencies <laughs> and... That's what you need, isn't it? Rivers, oh. capitals. Oceans, would you do oceans as well? Oceans, yeah. <clears throat> Oceans is really good. Kings and queens. So all, all that kind of, yeah, kings and queens, queens and timeline. Queens. Yeah, timeline. The whole sort of, you know, Henry VIII's wives. Got it. You know, that just sort of, sort of, just that stuff which, you know, you know when you have mates who can reel off that stuff. Yeah. Proper, I mean, I know that pub quizzes have been a bit denigrated the last week with yeah. the, the quiz. They don't, by the way, they don't have to be mates. They can be people you work with as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but all the people I work with are brighter than me. Yeah. I'm so used to it now. We've got all these young What's people. What's it like? It, it's just like, that's how it is. They just, they just know stuff. But it was quite funny when we were filming because no one was allowed to be in the room except for the two cameramen. And when anyone, like, coughed or sneezed outside the door, obviously at the moment there's a bit of a panic if that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I developed an absolute knowledge of everyone's sneeze. And Andrew, my boss, was like, how do you know it's me every time? I don't sneeze in a northern accent. And I was like, I can't explain. <laughs> and I, I was like, I can't explain. I just know that it's What if he does? Uh, right, so it's rivers, capitals, currencies, um, oceans. Uh, what was the other one we came up with? Oh, there was flowers. No, 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 for the quiz. Rivers, capitals, currencies, oceans. Um, there was one other one. And, and now it's sneezing in regional mm, accents. Yeah. We'll go with that. Uh, listen, we've got to go. Uh, Kirsty, thank you so much for being it's here. Lovely to talk to you, Chris. Oh, I'd love to talk to you as always. Channel 4's Keep Crafting and Carry On, bespoke for lockdown. Keep crafting and carry on. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. We've heard from three guests already, but there's still so much more to come. Superstar Joe Cole, best known from Piggy Blinders, chats his brand new Sky Original Sky Atlantic series, Gangs of London. All episodes available now on Sky. Nick Rusling shares info about the 2.6 challenge and how you can get involved. And Dr. Zan Van Tulliken discusses the end of lockdown with his brand new TV show. Plus Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, Matt Hancock discussing the ongoing lockdown and the story behind the scenes of COVID-19 in Downing Street. All that coming up, but Dapper Dave, who's up next? Jay-Z and Beyonce of Daytime Telly are back, back, back. A special lockdown series, Richard and Judy Keep Reading and Carry On, comes to Channel 4 on Monday the 4th of May. And here to tell us all about it is a bookworm that'll make your head turn. Let's say hello to Richard Maidley. Good morning, Richard. <laughs> what, a, what a link. Well, when, did you, when did you write that? Well, I mean, Dapper, you've I mean, got to be good. up very early to be Dapper Dave, I've got to tell you. And sometimes he reads them outright as well. Uh, right, OK, uh, Richard, so um, Judy and your good self, you are coming back to Channel 4. 
Singapore. Rich and Judy, keep reading and carry on now. You dipped your toe uh, back into the waters of TV in February. Uh, you went and hosted this morning uh, for a bit of laugh, and it went very well. Is there something else we should know about here? This this sounds like a, a pre-comeback comeback to me. <laughs> Absolutely not. I swear to God, there is no agenda here at all. Ditto with this morning. I mean, we only did it because they asked us, and it just seemed... And it's funny, Judy spent the last, I don't know, 10 years saying no to everything. I mean, she is completely retired from television, whereas I kind of, you know, pop up basically keep, keeping other people's seats warm, like Piers Morgan and Michael Ball and stuff on, on your old place, Radio 2. But Judy just says no to everything. It's a default setting. So when they, when they asked us if we'd come in and do this morning, she went, um, yeah, OK, yeah, we'll do that. And, I, and in the car home, I said to her, Whatever happened to, I'll never, ever present a TV show again. And she said, well, it was a bit like the doc, you know, in Back to the Future, when Marty says to the doc at the end of the first movie, he says, why did you read the letter that I wrote to you warning you about the future? You said it would destroy the space-time continuum. <laughs> and Judy said, no, I just felt like the doc. I thought, what the hell? So we did it. So, and it's the same here, really. I mean, Channel 4 literally phoned up two days ago. I mean, you know how quickly things are happening these days. Yep. And said... Um, how about doing a, a kind of just a little book club like you used to do, but just a book club on, on, on the show, roughly the same, same time slot? And we just thought, well, why not? It's only for a week. We're doing, starting on Monday. We'll, we'll strip it through Monday to Friday. And we'll just basically talk about all the books that we really, really, really have enjoyed over the years. They've got to be in print, obviously, so people can get them. Um, and we'll, we're going to get some celebs on, you know, people like yourself, to talk about your favourite book. And it's just a kind of a book fest, really, just half an hour at the end of the tea time. So this is your, I mean, come on, what a treasure trove that is. Rich and Judy's ultimate book list. <laughs> well, the thing is, we've had to read so many because of our, I mean, we can't blur this, this programme with our other book club, which we do in the high street, with the, the high street store, because that would, that would be awful. That would be, you know, like profiteering. So we can't really talk about any of the books that we've been reading for that. Yes. But in between the box loads of books that we get for, for that book club, yeah, we do our own reading, and we've all got favourites, you know, things like, I don't know, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, um, uh, Audio uh, Niffenegger's book. Um, you know, there's, there's, so, there's so many out there which have become classics, and they're, and they're still on sale. And, you know, the ones that turn us on, you know, that make us smile or cry or get passionate will be the ones that we'll be talking about. And do you and Richard, uh, you and Judy, rather, have uh, your own uh, reading chairs, reading rooms, reading uh, situs? Uh -huh. It's funny you should ask that because, I mean, Judy would be here you know, with me on speakerphone, except she's fast asleep because increasingly, when I want to put the light out around midnight, she's in the middle of one of... She reads so many more books than I do. She's got six on the go usually at the same time. <laughs> and she goes into what used to be Chloe's bedroom because obviously Chloe's married and gone now. And she reads in there till about three in the morning. Uh, and I noticed this morning she came back at about 3.15. So, um, yeah, um, she, she, she is an absolutely extraordinary oh, devout reader. Love it, Richard, love it. Because uh, they, they last week, I mean, this is off the back of um, Kirsty Olsop's Keep Crafting and Carry On. It's a great hmm. little lockdown franchise. I think it's fantastic. I can't wait to see what they've got up the sleeve next. They must be thinking about more. So I know that Kirsty they had this whole quarantine thing where they quarantined a whole film crew um, yep. and they, they went to Kirsty's house and they filmed and it was all absolutely done properly. Uh, and it it was a proper production in the end, but yours will be different, I presume. Uh, no, we're doing it from home. In fact, I'm in the living room now where we'll probably be filming it. Right. Um, and no, we're going to probably have one cameraman who, right. in, the, in the full kind of hazardous clothing gear. Um, the, the production company that's making it for Channel 4, they actually make hospital. And at the moment, they're actually filming in a COVID ward. So they're completely up to speed on okay. you know, all the protocols. So we're not worried about that. It'll be completely kind of a completely sterile environment. It'll be fine. Right. What else can you tell us? So, so um, you're recording on the day of transmission. How's it going to work? 
No, we're going to be recording them next week. I mean, we really wanted to do it, do it live. But because we're doing it from home and the technology clearly, you know, isn't as kind yeah. of rigorous as, as, you know, like you've got on your studio or we had in our own studio, it would just be awful if the picture froze, you know, yeah, live. it's not worth it. It's we, not we, worth it. it would be, it's not worth it. So we're going to pre-record it, but we're going to try and do it in real time so it has a live feel. Good, excellent. And how's lockdown working out for you guys? It's all right. I mean, it all depends on your circumstances, doesn't it? I yep. mean, we're lucky. We, you know, we live in, in a leafy part of North London. We've got quite a nice garden, which faces south. We, we're opposite the, uh, the Hampstead Heath Extension, which yep. is open to the public, so you, we can go for long walks on that. So we're lucky. We, we've got access to a bit of space and a bit of sunshine. Whereas my son, Jack, and, uh, and his wife-to-be and their baby, I mean, they're holed up in a really small flat in, in Hackney in East London, and it's driving them nuts, you know. Yeah, and that's it, um, The it? local park was shut for a while, so they couldn't get out. So it, it totally depends on, on your personal circumstances, doesn't it? All all right, no, it absolutely does. Is there anything that uh, you want anyone uh, listening to do? To get, can they get involved in any way in your new show? No, just make sure you've either set the record button or tune in starting Monday, May the 4th, as you say. I think it's going to go out at 5.30, 5.30 to 6 o'clock. And, and be, we'll be putting out numbers and you know email addresses and stuff. Be prepared to join in because we do want to get kind of discussions going about various books. OK, and what a day to launch Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> Good one. I'll, nice. I'll use that. All I'll right. use that in the first show. All right, pal. Lovely to hear from you again and stay safe. Safe. Thank you so much. Same to you, Chris. Take care, mate. Bye. Bye-bye. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. For years, he played a blinder, playing a peaky blinder, and now he's gone back to the spine-tingling new Sky original drama, Gangs of London, which starts tomorrow. Please welcome a very nice actor man that plays an absolutely terrifying <laughs> gangster man. It's the wonderful Joe Cole. Hello, Joe. Hello, how are you doing? Very well. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hear you're learning Spanish for lockdown. <laughs> I am, I am. I'm keeping myself up. Occupied, Chris. How's it going? Keep myself busy. Yeah, it's good actually. Making making good progress. Something to do. I think sort of. I've got uh, visions of going to South America when this is all said and done. I don't know how long that'll be, but uh, it's keeping me. Uh, it's keeping me sane. Again, yeah, is that a rite of fun. passage? Little, um, you know, is that a sort of uh, is a little break for you? Or are you going to be working there or what? Uh, no, just 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 a break. I'm kind of uh, yeah, dreaming dreaming of a beach somewhere far away. <laughs> um, I'm sure we all are um, while we're cooped up in our homes. But um, yeah, one day, maybe yes. maybe uh, to 2021, probably at this rate. It's funny, isn't it? Because uh, you know we were talking about your show, weren't we, at uh, the, the big Sky launch, and um, which was wonderful, by the way. And um, Gangs of London, it, it's a pretty special show. The whole I, I don't know the world, but definitely the whole UK is going to be talking about this and wherever it's available to be seen you know and this would be a very busy time for you I would imagine usually wouldn't it yeah they'd sort of normally uh, want to drag you from pillar to post um, doing various um, press um, luckily kind of did most of it uh, in the you know in the build-up um, obviously met yourself and, and, and did various um, uh, interviews and, and whatnot and we we just finished the show um, right in the nick of time We'd filmed the whole thing and they were only a couple of weeks away from locking all the VFX stuff. So I think they did that remotely and, and got, got the thing done. So it was actually pretty good timing for us all in all. Right, now, a lot of people ha- may not have even heard of Gangs of London yet, but by gum, they will have come tomorrow night, uh, or at least by the end of the weekend. Um, can you get them ready for it, please? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, I don't think we've seen it before. It's a uh, high-octane... Um, High thriller gangster um, saga, um, following uh, a crime family in London um, and all the all the surrounding um, gangs and, and 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 families and 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 worlds. Um, and you know, there's there's a lot of action. It's very violent. I think it's probably the most violent thing that's ever been on television. 
uh, not for the faint-hearted, um, but, you know, very stylistic and, uh, and I think hopefully a lot of fun. Yeah, and the choreography of those, of some of those scenes, you know, how long did that take? What was it like to get them right? Because you have to get them right, but like you say, um, th- there is poetic licence because they are, you know, they're all, almost balletic, some of them. Yeah, I think there's a real art to it. And I, and I think, you know, that these particular fight scenes and, and, and some of the action sequences, um, they take weeks and weeks of, uh, of, of sort of in a studio working them out. Um, and it's a real skill, and, and I think Gareth Evans is the man to the man to do that. You know, he's the guy behind the Raid movies, these Indonesian fight movies, and he brings this kind of um, East Asian um, sort of flavour to um, to London. Um, and, and, I, and I think it's a real nice sort of uh, juxtaposition. So lots of night shoots. A lot of night shoots. Yeah, yeah. A lot of filming down in. Uh, in dingy, uh, dingy parts all over, the, all over the place. Now, we talked about this again at the launch, uh, but we'll talk about it now on the radio because uh, obviously lots of people weren't there that are now listening. Um, when, do, when do you sense, and I know you did sense this because we talked about it, when, as a, as a gang, as you know, fr- from the technical gang, from the cameras, uh, caterers, wardrobe, hair, makeup, uh, writers, uh, actors, director, when did you sense something special was going on here? Because it is a very special show. Um, uh... It's difficult to say, uh, you know. It's you don't you don't you get an instinct from the scripts, and you get an instinct just when you're on set of the general positivity. Um, and uh, I think when you when you're blowing stuff up in the streets of Soho, <laughs> and and you're uh, and uh, you know there's explosions left, right, and centre, yeah. cars spinning out. You know, then you get a, you get a feeling that it might be. But it might be a good laugh. Okay, and it's very now, isn't it? I mean, it is. You know, as Lockstock was nineteen ninety, whenever it was. This is really. It, it, it couldn't be more twenty twenty. I hope so. Yeah, I, I, I get the feeling. I mean, I've only I've only watched the first couple of episodes, but I really get the feeling that uh, that we haven't seen anything like this before. Yeah. Um, and I just and I, I don't think we're painting by numbers here. I think we're doing something to move the conversation forward. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and hopefully that something that people can enjoy in this what is quite a quite a difficult time. Well, you can hide your hide your and hold your head in your hands, or you can look up and see what's going on and do something about it. I suppose. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, and of course, you could get a, a massive audience. You could get a massive audience anyway. But you know, everybody's um, stuck at home having to watch television. <laughs> so, so, it's, <laughs> so it's great yeah. when this is on. Uh, they, they're saying it's going to be the next uh, binge. Bit, watch out for this next binge watch is what people are saying. Uh, so, Joe, what were you supposed to be doing around now in your life apart from promoting this? Were you, did you have any other jobs that have been put on hold? Yeah, I was about to start something. I can't really talk about it at the moment, but um, yeah, something an IP we've seen before, something very exciting. Um, it's kind of, I, I guess, they want to aim to shoot at the end of the year. We'll see if that happens. But uh, yeah, it's just um, it's sitting in the garden, <laughs> trying, trying to stay fit and sober. Uh, that's that's yeah. all we're doing. But Joe, it's a joy to talk to you. Uh, congratulations! Give uh, our love to everybody involved in this. Gangs of London uh, hits uh, Sky Atlantic 9 p.m. tomorrow, but all episodes available uh, from tomorrow. Uh, it's also on Now TV, and it drops at one minute past midnight tonight. Joe, thanks so much. Thanks, Chris. All the best. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Up next, we're speaking to Secretary of State. For Health and Social Care, Matt Hancock. Morning, Matt. How are you? 
Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Well, I've seen you're very busy again, as always, as you would be. Why wouldn't you be? Um, of course, uh, you are yeah. stepping up to the plate like never before. Uh, so the first question, uh, Matt, this morning is, can you tell us the most important thing you have in your reaching out to the great British public uh, hat right now, please? The most important thing in my reaching out to the great British public hat? Yeah, well, you know. The, you know. Yeah. Well, the thing that I can do is I can say that if you're listening to this programme, and you're what's defined as an essential worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means, you know, if you're in the NHS, social care, teacher, police, uh, or in a lot of the private sector businesses that supply them, um, my medicine supply chain, for instance, if you are one of those people who's allowed to send your child to school, then you can, and you have symptoms, or somebody in your house has symptoms, you can now get a test online go to gov.uk and we're rolling that out this morning. All right, beautiful weather again this weekend. Okay, it's always a bit of a worry that uh, with the lockdown. Uh, so a word to the wise as far as that's concerned, please. Yeah, so let's let's all stick with it, eh? Let's have the resolve. So far, people have, have shown um, good resolve. I think, you know, the large majority of uh, people have followed the social distancing rules. They're there for a reason because that's the best way to protect the NHS and save lives. You know, that is more than just a strap line. It's actually happening because, you know, the the number of new cases is not going up anymore like it was. The number of people dying is, you know, yesterday's figure was a bit lower. That's obviously really, really good news. Um, But we're at the peak and we only managed to make it a peak. We've only been able to do that because people have been following the rules. So it's working and we've protected the NHS thus far. Every single person who's needed care has been able to get care in the NHS because people have followed the rules. So let's stick with it. Okay. All right. In fact, you know, turn the screw even tighter. What you know, we're all getting used to this now. We're completely getting used to it. A lot of people who uh, were taking uh, up their permitted exercise time every single day, even that's tailed off. You say, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm over it now because we thought you. It's 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 strange. I think we're getting better at being locked down, and um, and all the better for it. Much more challenging for some people than others, of course. Uh, but please yeah. keep keep on doing the right thing. Right. What's the latest on masks from your point of view, Matt? From the horse's mouth, please, if you don't mind. Well, the rules, the, the government uh, position hasn't changed. The rules haven't changed. The, again, the, this is another one where we're constantly learning. Um, what is the impact? But the number one thing, Chris, is that we've got to protect NHS staff, yep. social care workers. And there are they need masks and the high level surgical and, um, uh, uh, and, the, and the clinical masks to protect them. And that's, you know, that is my top priority. The evidence on um, mask wearing by uh, normal people. If you're self, if you're self isolating, that's the thing to do. But we'll always keep it under review. And if we get new uh, scientific update based on impact from around the world, uh, then obviously we'll look at that. All right, one more serious question, then a bit of levity. Um, uh, very exciting things going on at Oxford. Um, are, are we? Yeah. Is you know, is is yeah. it unwise to get over optimistic about certain things that were being said yesterday to do with that vaccine <laughs> and the end of this year, or even as early as September? It's always unwise to get over optimistic, but sometimes you can't help yourself. So uh, look, we've got to be cautious about vaccines. Uh, we uh, there is no um, certainty that they will work. Um, but of course, uh, it's something I'm going to push as hard as I possibly can in case they do work. I hope people understand that, that you know, what I'm not saying is a vaccine will be ready. 
Um, but what I am saying is we will do everything we can to help people who are trying to make these vaccines and, tr and then to manufacture them so we can all uh, get them if they do work. Um, so it's, a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting money behind it, taxpayers' money, money that you've paid in your taxes. And I hope people understand that the reason I'm doing that is not because I know it's definitely going to work, because, but it's because I want to give it every possible chance of working. OK, cause you, so you're throwing everything at the wall, just hoping anything, something will okay. stick and it might be of use. At all the credible options, you know, the, the Oxford vaccine that was first put into somebody's arm yesterday, you know, that is a credible option. There's two or three other credible options in this country that we're that we're working with. All right. Now, do we owe you an apology, uh, Matthew Hancock, because uh, last week you came on this show and, you know, we have a less aggressive conversation, uh, but hopefully a more useful one uh, than uh, yeah. with other exchanges you may encounter. And straight yeah. after us, um, you went on to, to another programme and it was yeah. and, and you, maybe you weren't quite ready for it because you're more relaxed or, you know, and this is no slight on your performance at all. Um, and when I saw last night that you were scheduled to come on at 8.25, I thought, ah, they've changed that round now that's probably wise <laughs> so yeah. so is that anything to do with today's scheduling what happened last week or not I, it's just so it's just so good to be able to talk about what's actually going on in a you know in a proper conversation uh, like this is how i'd explain what's going on to you know to, to one of my constituents or to a member of my family yeah. about i think it's going on as opposed to this sort of false um, oh, well, you said this the other day, and you said, I mean, it's just not what people want to hear at 8.30 in the morning, is it? So this is my last interview of the morning. I'm really <laughs> pleased with that because it means I can just, I can just say it as it is right. and just relax as opposed to having to watch out for these gotcha questions, which I think people, are frankly, are just a bit bored of. I agree. So, so was that intentional? Because I, I, I hope it was in a way. <laughs> no, it wasn't intentional. Um, you know, I, went, I, uh, I just got – I just get – Fed up sometimes uh, with with interviewers asking yeah. um, asking questions based on wrong facts or you know just let's have a bit of respect for each other yeah. you know and I think that I think that what especially in a time like this when it's so uncertain and we in government honestly we are doing our best and of course we make mistakes everybody does but we but we're doing. We're doing everything. We're making the judgments as best as we possibly can for the whole country, taking listening to all the voices, all the scientists, you know, all the doctors trying to make the best possible judgment. And I just hope that people give us that credit, even if they don't like the judgment. It's we are trying to do our level best. All right. Thank you, Matt. Goodbye. Good to talk. Ta-da. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Deborah Dave, who are we talking to next? If there was a competition for giving a TV show a title that's also the most Googled question in the world, Channel 4 would win. When Will Lockdown End is on this Sunday at 8pm <laughs> and here to tell us all about it is one half of the finest twins on earth. It's the Lovely Zand Van Tulliken. Good morning, Zand. Hey. Uh, thank you so much well, for being here. Surely Chris's twins are the finest twins on earth. Well, I've got to come in this place you second. know, well, let's not quibble about it. <laughs> uh, you can never have too many twins. Um, so I understand you're filming as we speak. What are you filming today and up to the show being broadcast on Sunday? We are today, we're about to go and look at the rapid testing in IKEA. And we're trying, I mean, we're going to be filming virtually until this program goes on air because things are changing so much. Yeah. Every single day, we're getting more science and more knowledge about this virus. So um, we're still making it. And we're filming as we speak because I, I just basically, I don't think um, Johnny doesn't like to turn the camera off, basically. <laughs> okay. So the, the title, <laughs> When Will Lockdown End? Okay. Yeah. It's a pretty incendiary title. It's all anybody really is talking about. Yeah. Uh, how much closer will you get us to that answer come Sunday? 
it's going to be like a gender reveal. We've got balloons with, with the date printed on them, <laughs> and we're going to release them over London. Um, but it's a lot of different dates. So I think we are building a picture. I mean, it's, it's, it's been amazing making this because we've spoken to modelers, economists, frontline staff, um, epidemiologists, and we are building a picture of sort of how the end of lockdown has to look. And the central thing to understand is that unless we get a vaccine or a cure, and we're not going to get either of those things for a long time, yeah. uh, then everyone will eventually get the virus. Right. So you've got a range of things you can do. One is you can do like Korea, and you can clamp down very hard and try and extinguish each little fire as it comes up. And the other thing you can do is let it run hot. You know, we've got Nightingale. We've, we've, you know, fully resourced the NHS. We haven't run out of ventilators. Let it spread through the population as safely and quickly as we can to get through it. And I think we will end up with a strategy somewhere in the middle. But, there, but there, it, it, it's, what's amazing talking to the experts is no one's got a perfect answer to this. There are loads of little pieces of the puzzle that we're having to put together. Um, because... Yeah, because basically you cannot make a model of exactly what will happen when you open the high street versus a theater versus a pub. You, you, you can't work those things out. So there's the, the only really low-risk big win is sending kids back to school because kids are pretty safe. It will spread pretty widely and quickly in the kids' population. Yeah. And, um, and kids obviously benefit, and we all benefit from kids being at school. Yeah. So apart from that easy win, which I think will happen fairly soon, we're then into a really delicate job of going, we're going to try a few things and gather data as aggressively as possible. So this is a must-watch, isn't it? 8 p.m. as well, just, just about in time I for us. I think it's a must-watch. I'm yeah. very happy with that. That's like a handshake from Paul Hollywood, isn't it? I mean, a Chris <laughs> Evans must-watch. That People sit up and pay attention when you say that. Well, but uh, it's called When Will Lockdown End Your Show? Channel 4, Sunday, this Sunday, 8 p.m. We can just watch about that uh, that before going to bed at silly o'clock, can't we, Vassas? We can yeah. just about get that one in, and we will. <laughs> and he, uh, by the way, if we couldn't, I'd get up early and watch it on Monday morning, because I think it's exactly. so important. Um, but the show is called When Will Lockdown End? How do you end a programme called When Will Lockdown End? Do you have your, sort of, your, sort of your, your last two, three minutes already written? Do you it's have an idea of where you're going in the this? calendar. It's just... Uh... But what are you got? You've got to say something that, that meaningful at the yeah. end of it all, haven't you? Yeah, so I think, I, think we've got a few, um, uh, I think we've got a few missing pieces of the puzzle that we are going to fill in in the next sort of 48 hours. Right. And then we'll voice it, probably voice it on Sunday morning. So it'll be, it will, this is going to be magazine fresh. I mean, this is going to be absolutely hot off the press when it, when it goes to air. Um, it's gonna, it, it has to be up to date. So we're interviewing people as late as possible. But in the end, I think we will, by the end of the programme, you will be able to look at your calendar and go, okay, this is what my life is going to look like. Okay, and just before you go, so um, there is this talk that if you if you lift lockdown too early, you get a second peak. And there's yes. the counter-argument to that is it's not a second peak, that's just normality once we all go back to, to, to doing what we're doing. And it's, you know, you describe it as a, pe a second peak defensively to mitigate, uh, you know, a decision that may or may not have been the right one. But actually, that's just, that's just normally where it would be. It's not a peak, that's where it would live if we were to live as we usually do. Yeah, that's a really nice way of putting it. I mean, this is not a storm that's going to pass, yeah. right? It's not a thing where if you... And I have lots of friends who are still, like, batting down the hatches, stay indoors, it'll pass. Mm -hmm. It's not going to pass. It's We're going to live with this virus for the rest of our lives. Unless we find a vaccine or a cure... And I think there are reasons to be optimistic, mainly that we're working hard, and reasons to be pessimistic. It's very, very hard to do those things. Um, but 
whether you find a vaccine or a cure, basically, if, if we don't, we're, we're going to be living with this virus forever. So what's your, what's your, what's your, without, and without holding you to this at all, and by the way, I'll, mm. I'll unask the question if it's more helpful. What, <laughs> what's your best guess scenario? What, do you unask it by like playing it backwards? Yeah. Do you want, um, me, to, do you want me to do that? <laughs> my, my best, my best guess yeah. is that we have to be cautious, right? We don't know very much about this virus. And so um, the end of lockdown has to be careful. The the one thing that we can be, we can do confidently and cautiously is get kids back to school. And I I really hope that'll happen soon. And I think there'll be good reasons for that to happen soon. The next step, possibly universities, that'll be another place where young people, you can, you can, you can allow it to spread in young people and, and protect young people at the same time, because going to school is very protective for kids. Yeah. The next step after schools and universities, I think is much, much more difficult um, to get an answer to. And I think it will be a decision about what is the most important thing for the economy, the most important things for people kind of psychological health, because the easier you make the lockdown, the more likely people are to follow the rest of it. But we will be doing some element of lockdown at Christmas. Our lives will not be back to normal by Christmas. Okay, what about football matches with crowds uh, in August and September? That's a very interesting question. And the models will tell you that a football match is not as bad as you would imagine it would be. You'd imagine getting 50,000 people together would be a total disaster. Um, In fact, that may be less significant. They're they're less common events. Um, And so uh, compared to opening pubs, football matches with crowds might be, you might be able to be more optimistic about that. But they're still working on the model. So don't, they are, these models are really, really, really hard to build. And and it's, you know, we've interviewed the, the, effectively the chief modeler or the, the guy that gathers all the models for the, for the government, a guy called Graham Medley at, at the London School of Tropical Medicine. Absolutely phenomenal man. And he just says, you know, this is a work in progress. We are doing up. Well, if your programme is half as interesting as this interview, it's going to be a real winner. Thank you, Dr Zand. You're lovely. It's lovely to speak to you. All right, pal. Good luck. Uh, well done. Dr Zand Van Tullikin and his bro, uh, Chris, uh, all over this. So when will lockdown end? Sunday, 26th of April, 8pm on Channel 4. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Whether you can run for 26 miles or walk for 26 minutes, our next guest is challenging people of all abilities to get their trainers on and raise money for the UK charity sector, starting on the day the London Marathon should have taken place. Please stamp your feet for the super sporty CEO himself. It's Nick Rusling. Thank you very much, and it's over to Vass for this one. Uh, Chris, thank you. Yes, I know about this. I know about this uh, 26.2 challenge. It's good people coming together uh, to do the right thing. Uh, So, Nick, good morning. Good morning, Vassos. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Busy, busy. I've, uh, yeah, created a a bit of a monster here. I've been very busy on building up to this weekend. Yeah, listen, before we get to the what, let's talk about the how. Tell us the story, please, about how this came about. Who called who? We're we're marathon organisers, and so um, we had to postpone our marathons, as you know, Manchester, London. Um, And with that, we realised pretty quick that that's about £100 million just from those events alone that wasn't going to make itself to uh, to charities. So um, the London Marathon, myself, and the mass participation organisers generally got together, and we thought... 
let's do something about it. And running near your home became impractical. So we thought we can do more. We can we can help every single charity out there. And we, we needed to create a challenge that everybody could do. So the 2.6 challenge was was created. Um, it's sort of got the mass participation world behind it, but it's designed for the whole of Britain to save the UK's charities because there, there, there's a massive crisis that about thousands of them are facing closure. Um, so we're here to have some fun, but to get money in their pockets quickly. It's a really good idea, isn't it? And there's, as you say, there's everybody who organises mass participation races are, are involved. There's you guys in Manchester, there's London Marathon events, a London Landmarks, Park Run, the Great Run Company. And you've also got all sorts of extremely well-known people agreeing to do some very extraordinary things. Usain Bolt, Elliot Kipchoge. Yeah, it's just sort of triggered the imagination. Um, we've got my mother. Don't forget my mother. She's doing 26 <laughs> laps in her front pass. Um, and you, you're right. It's, it's sort of kicked off. Andrew Strauss um, has brought Freddie Flint off, Stephen Fry, Claire Balding. They're all in. We've had the rowers. So Matt Pinson's cha- uh, challenged Gareth Bale, which could be interesting. I think Pinson's a bit bit worried actually bell's probably in quite good shape um we're, we're secretly trying to get aj to challenge tyson fury in the 2.6 challenge and the joy is that you can do whatever you want so we've got things like uh dancers people who fancy dancing are dancing for 26 minutes uh we've got an 80 year old gardener who's doing 260 weeds uh, we've got uh, my favorite i feel a bit like <laughs> bruce Forsyth. is um my favorite so far is the eaters out there the the CEO of Welcome to Yorkshire is going to eat 26 Yorkshire puddings. Um, so it, it's something for everyone and the celebs are having some fun. But the key thing is that they're choosing their charities and that's what it's about. You, Whatever charity is close to your heart, you select that one and you get money to them. Talk about the charities missing out because of all these mass participation races being cancelled or postponed. How are you guys all doing? We um, are currently planning the Manchester Marathon for October. Um, I mean, there are no mass participation events, but it's been quite heartwarming, actually. A lot of people who were signed up have just said, look, we want our place still. Yeah. And so 80, 80 percent of people want to be doing the London events, the, uh, the, the landmarks, as you say, Manchester Marathon. They, they say, just look, I'm signed up, just hold the fort uh, and we'll be there for them. So we're in a bit of a holding pattern, which is probably why I've been able to give about 20 hours of my day every day to this 2.6 challenge, which is um, which is amazing, actually. And it's it's been uh, been a, quite a channel of, of our energy. So it's it's all this week building the story. I mean, I don't know, Chris Vassal Vassal, you've got a challenge, have you? Haven't you? I, don't I don't know, know how you persuaded me to, to row 26 <laughs> kilometres. I don't know how you persuaded me to do that. What are you going to do to take on your mum? So, well, she's she's no one can take on my mum. She is going to put some tins of baked beans down her front path. It's about four metres long. She's she's 73 and she's got really bad arthritis. And she's going to do she, she actually I think she thinks it's an athletic stadium, but she's doing 26 laps. Um, so that's amazing. I'm I'm going to hop 2.6 kilometres in my quite short garden, which I've um, realised is, is actually going to hurt quite a lot. Um, so I haven't done any practice, needless to say. I don't think you do, but um, yeah, I'm doing some hopping. I want to do some, but I don't know what. Any ideas? What, what are the more novel things that have come into the pot? I mean, they're all quite novel, it's got to be said. So we've got keepy-uppies. We've yeah, got can't, can't uh, those. eating. eating um, no. the, Juggling. Uh, no. 
juggling, juggling we've got um, gardening, we've got all sorts of weird exercises. So there's a 20-minute exercise video yeah. that the Andrew Strauss Foundation are pulling together. Uh-huh. So you could join in. You could actually be on their video. So they're, they're jumping around from Stephen Fry, Jamie Redknapp, Freddie Flintoff. So they need some people to, to inspire the nation and then they're going to try and get donations. I, I could not um, play 26 songs on the ukulele, not play them. That, that would raise a load of money. I'm spo- uh, first to sponsor. <laughs> um, where, where do people go to find out more, please? It is uh, 2.6 challenge, all written, no numbers, .co.uk. So you go there, you find out more. There is inspiration on there. Um, and then you can donate straight to your charity. And that's, that's sort of my Bob Geldof moment, minus the swearing, um, which I've been told yeah. not to do. No, thank you for that. It's, uh, thank the, you, thank you. The key, is the, fun, the key is the fun. And then get involved with your neighbours and your friends. But then make sure you get the, the money to whatever charity really is close to your heart. Well done, and that's mate. the key bit. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, 2.6challenge.co.uk. Thank you, Nick. Thank you very much, Vestos. Great stuff, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. Like I say, good people coming together for a good cause. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky. 